Okay, David, um, we are very happy to have you as a guest here at the Karma Dentistry. And uh, no, I, we are very, we are very honored, and we think you're a very special uh, colleague. Um, and um, I think we've met each other via network, the Belgium uh, dental community, and um, and we have lectured together on Ibiza, and we had a very great time there. Very nice to meet you there. And uh, back then I was still working in in uh, Den Bosch with uh, Tristan Stas. And I think uh, that was her first contact when you when you told me to uh, send him your greetings. And then um, I already heard from Tristan about your uh, talent for implantology and your um, yeah, you're a special special implantologist. And um, and I'm happy that uh, we had a click and um, yeah and that we can do a little collabor collaboration like this. Yes, uh, indeed. It was, I think, also first uh, selfie that we sent to Tristan yeah. at that moment. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Exactly. And ho hopefully more selfies to come. I hope the same. At, at least at Ibiza with a good beer. Exactly. Like last time. <laughs> exactly. With a bit bit of better weather than, uh, than yeah. it is now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, worst summer ever here in uh, Northern Europe. All right. I'd like to uh, give a brief introduction about you, uh, David, and I hope everything is uh, all right. Well, uh, David uh, Noré. David is a dentist who specializes in, in, or in oral implantology, and uh, he graduated from the University of Leuven in 2001. After that, he did a two-year training in oral implantology at the ULG de Liège. You're forgetting yeah. my four-year degree of prosthodontics first. I did first my prosthodontics in Leuven. Oh, no, really? I, yes. I totally missed that on uh, on the internet, uh, David. No, 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 no. Normally, I did after <laughs> my graduation of dentistry, I did four years at the University of Leuven of prosthodontics. Oh, wow. Well, oh. I think I think, I think think that's a bit of a difference here in the Netherlands. We don't have any kind of prosthodontics specialty um, uh, on the it's university. a little bit like um, Schuchsmeekes is doing that. Everything is constructive. It's yeah. a little bit like a pros department, like in the US. Yeah, something but, like that. Yeah, but here, here we don't have it on the university. Yeah. Okay. So, um, all right. And, um, and, and, then you, and then you did your training in, uh, in oral implantology. Yes, correct. And so, in fact, I'm a prosthodontist. Yeah. Not an implantologist, not a perio. I'm a prosthodontist. Yeah. And, uh, and you do your implantology uh, through the eyes of, an, of a prosthodontist. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I think we'll talk more about that uh, later in this uh, podcast. And um, you're still a lecturer at the University of, of Leuven, at the Department of Osseointegration. Yeah, it's not really at the university, it's a, a hub of the university. So we give lecture in whole Belgium, try to train uh, dentists uh, in uh, dental implantology, especially prosthodontists on prosthodontics on implants. So right. we try to give to raise a level in Belgium about everything about the implants. So we, I think we are 10, 15 teachers. Oh, wow. Institute. All right. And, um, and of course, uh, like I already knew, and, and uh, obviously more people, you're an interna international speaker about um, abutment design. And I'm very amazed by your abutment design always, how you extract the, the root from your STL files and make, make uh, individual abutments or heat true healing abutments and um, and you also lecture about uh, guided surgery and guided prosthodontics of course um, and um, you have even developed your own 
system, right? The yes. star also on all, also on Olonix, a lot of Olonix now. Yeah. And uh, and you have developed your uh, your own star uh, concept. Yeah, but to, together with the University of Tufts in the US, together with Wild at we did just publication. It will be published uh, now one of these days uh, in the International Journal of Computerized Dentistry. Uh, it was uh, approved, so it should be within the some weeks. Awesome. So it's about a special design, about a special guide, a prosthodontic guide. Um, for that, you will see that the biggest issue with everything with implantology is the positioning of the, the, the temporary bridge, if, especially in immediate loadings. I know in Netherlands, you do more over dentures. In Belgium, yep. you do a lot of <laughs> fixed bridges, especially in upper and lower jaw. And the biggest issue with the immediate loading is the 3D positioning of a temporary bridge. And with the system we developed, so we are describing or using different technologies together. Uh, we have a very accurate way to, to place the temporary bridge the day of a surgery. So it means a patient comes in in the office uh, and within the two hours, three hours, he can go outside of the office with temporary bridge in the mouth, fully dentulous or with all his teeth. Everything could be done in two to three hours. So yes, we developed the star concept. That's uh, super fast. Um, and I've, I've seen a lot of your cases on Instagram already. And, um, and of course, in Ibiza. And um, I think, uh, I think we, we from Karma are all thrilled to show, uh, show some of your, your cases soon, hopefully. And um, um, yeah, well, and I think, um, yeah, I, I think. What do you, What do you think is the is the reason why you do more fixed dental, more fixed bridges in uh, in Belgium compared to the over dentures in the Netherlands? Oh, uh, the biggest issue difference in is the insurance. Yeah. In Belgium, we don't have any insurance, so patients pays everything from his own pocket, so they have a choice to to choose. And I know I lecture some several times in the Netherlands, and it was also always a big fight. It's about fixed, removable, yes, but with removable, you can better clean. So it's always a little fight between Belgium, Netherlands, between fixed and uh, removable. Um, but you can also have fixed removable. It's nothing say that it's with school retained, you can have telescopic bridges, but everything depends on the case. Uh, but I think the main uh, difference is just insurance wise. Yeah. yeah, we are, we in the Netherlands are famous for choosing the, the cheapest option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not the cheapest. It's, it's just because reimbursed. I understand if you if you have to pay x euros and you are reimbursed for almost everything, why choosing for something who pay who cost three times the, the price and will not re reimburse anything? So it's logic. Yeah, it's a little bit the same as Palomar, which is on four. Why did he start with four implants in the upper jaw? Yeah, it's also insurance wise. Four yeah. implants were reimbursed, not six. So yeah, yeah, yes, yes. And um, well, and apart from uh, from all this, you also on your uh, own clinic, right, in Overijs in yes. Belgium. Yes. And yes. the clinic is called Iserna, if I if I pronounce yes. it right. Totally right. And now you're, you're going to ask from where the name? Yeah. That yeah, was uh, my next question. <laughs> yes, uh, because it's a little, little village in uh, next to Overijse. It's called Azer. In Dutch, Azer means iron. And uh, if you're going to see in Wikipedia and you're going to see in uh, Latin what was the name of the little town, it was Iserna. Oh, wow. And if you go to scouting, it's Iserna. So the name is really 
known in the neighborhoods here. So I wanted to have a name who was representing the little town in the neighborhood. That's why it was Isela, only reason. Just right. because it's come back for the little town we are living in. Nice, nice, uh, nice story. And um, and in Izerna, you you do only uh, referral uh, cases, or do you no. also general dentistry? Myself, uh, the office we have uh, eleven rooms, um, and we have everything. And I'm the head of a dentist, of course, my clinic, so it's easier. Uh, we have a dental lab uh, next to it, um, and uh, I'm the only implantology most of the time and the checks of the patient because I always like to do my own maintenance and care uh, of, uh, of my own case of implants. So I do only implantology or implantology patients to, to check. I don't do fillings, don't do endo. I cannot do what you're doing, Freik. Uh, that's amazing. I'm, I know what I'm doing with implants, but not with fillings, not with rubber dam. Don't do facings, don't do overlay, just uh, screwing implants. The surgical part and the prosthodontical part. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's why you're you're so good at it, I think. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. They, they say it takes ten thousand ten thousand hours to uh, to become um, a master in the in the work that 10, you do. Uh, in the twenty years now, busy. So yeah, it will take time. <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> Probably yes. Right, and um, and um, what I've also seen is that you um, that you work or have worked together with some. Uh, legendary colleagues like Mauro Fradiani and uh, Florin Kofar, Erik van Dorn. Um, how did you end up uh, getting into contact uh, uh, with them? Oh, it was um, uh, the first time I was talking with uh, in a colleague's office because I also place implants in two other offices, two big offices. I go once a month placing implants. And uh, one of the head of the dentist, Renate Klerk, has asked me, do you want to do live surgeries? in uh, Eric's office, Eric Sandoro. I didn't know Eric at all. Um, I just know it was the big Eric Sandoro. So I was really stressed to do the surgery there. The, the question came from an implant company. So I said, yes, I want to do it. Uh, I did two sur live surgeries in his clinic with 30, first time I ever did it with 30, 40 Belgium dentists. And um, Eric Sandoro was my cameraman. So he was saying, no, you go too fast, look to the left, put your hands again. But I didn't know him. For me, it was God, let us say. It's a guy, when I was just starting, he was already on the main stages. He's showing incredible things. And now for the first time in my life, I was sitting next to him. I, I was doing the surgery, I was looking to my hands, what I was doing. And it matched very well. Uh, I think he liked me, <laughs> for sure, I was very happy. Second thing is the two surgeries were flawless. It was also lucky and everything went, was perfect. And it's so I was in contact with, uh, with Eric. Uh, and thanks to Eric, I met Sinitsan Bichacho. I met Fradeani, Bacherini. Uh, I met Florin. I did some live surgeries in Florin's office. I did live surgeries in Davrapana's office. It's just all around Eric. Eric knows everybody. So he introduced me and uh, Florin is a good friend of mine now. We, we, we go in two months, I go live surgery again in Timisoara. Um, yeah, it's a little bit, everything is went to, to Eric and uh, to Bacherini. It was because my star concepts were developed with Wild Ads, who I also know thanks to Eric and Florin. Uh, Bacherini said that I want to do a case. I did all the planning for uh, Leonardo Bacherini. And it's like I was in contact with them. Um, like this, I just met the big guys thanks to Eric Van Dor, and it was pure coincidence, I think. And, uh, 
and of course you have to do some uh, excelling yourself in dentistry as well um, why not why why choosing to excel and not stick to the knowledge and skills you gain just gained on the university or in your uh, training um, in your post uh, post graduate training well uh, i think that uh, at university you teach uh, you, you are teached only the things that uh, university do uh, when I was in my uh, graduation of uh, prosthodontics, we did everything immediate. It was a time of uh, Nobel from teeth in an hour, uh, beautiful teeth now. It was the beginning of Nobel with Canipa, and it was, I saw everything doing going immediate, but it didn't work guided. It was not yet on the on the track we have now. It was with impression, the technologies were not at the point. So I never went farther with it. And afterwards, I went to Liège and there Eric Rompen, also very best surgeon I ever saw. He also a lot of immediate, but everything free-handed because the guides were not uh, as good as it was. So I started my clinic also with doing immediacy. But the problem is that if you do a full arches immediate, it takes a lot of work, especially if you do the surgical part and the prosthodontical part. And in the beginning, it, I went to a surgeon who did this, the, the implants before I played a lot of implants and I did a process and it was easy. It's not easy. The surgeon works two hours or one hour and a half. You take over, you are fresh in the head, fresh in the hands. You can do everything and it was fine. But at the end, I was never happy of the position of the implants. And um, I started to place my implants myself. And then the surgery took four hours. It was heavy. It was uh, stressy because you didn't do it a lot. So it takes a lot of time. Um, you do it, you see your own shit, if I can say it that way. Your implants were not even not placed at the perfect position. The patient has to come back the day later, was completely thick by the edema. You have to place the bridge, was very painful. The second day, also stressful for yourself. And um, I said, this cannot be the implantology of today. It's, it's, it's stupid. Uh, everybody also doing delay. The delay part is also very, very annoying for the patient. The maintenance, you have to see the patients a lot back to adapt the prosthesis. So, um, I said, yes, we have to find a way. And then a year, four or five ago, uh, introduction of the intraoral scanners. Um, I bought my first trios, I think five years ago. And then for me, a totally new world opened, the world of digitally, digital driven implantology. And uh, today, now in my office, 100% it's based guided. Uh, not for, the, because I think I can place two implants and implant between two teeth, uh, but just to be predictable always and especially in fully dangerous cases if you know predict in a predictable way where implants are placed you can make the temporary restoration up front and you always manage to be the implant in the correct position and uh, it's not about taking about fastness but it's just about uh, uh, predictability of everything and if you are predictable what you're doing you're always better than if you are not i'm not i'm not saying that you place your implant better with the guide but it's more predictable and at that moment, uh, a totally new world was opened that I never learned at university. In fact, nobody learned because it was not there yet. And still now the universities are not doing what we are doing because in, especially in Belgium, uh, you, you have two different departments. You told me just that the Netherlands doesn't have a prosthodontic department, but in Belgium you have prosthodontic department and period department. So the period plays the implants and the pros has to make the prosthodontics on these implants. 
So there are two different departments, two different ideas, two different visions, and the collaboration is not always perfect. So I think they are fighting a little bit also each other in a good way of, of, of talking, really not uh, saying it's not good. But if you manage all yourself, you know, you know the tricks, you know what the problem, because you have to make the process so you can change the implant position. And um, you that you are, I'm a prosthodontics, I really can place my implants in a prosthodontically driven way. It doesn't have to be parallel, it has to be prosthodontically driven. Mm -hmm. And and if you can place your implant in a prosthodontically driven way, you are more, much more predictable for the final restoration. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And it's why, if you're asking me, it's, it's changing. It's like, yeah. And uh, and who who inspired you to uh, to uh, to do all these kind of things to to develop all this? Um, is it your own passion or is it? Have, have you... Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's my passion, and also I'm. Uh, um, an autodidact I've always been um, even at university when I'm a student I have to learn it myself uh, I do also a lot of programming I like programming never followed one lecture about programming today I had a question my pictures who learned me to take picture, clinical pictures because they like my picture some people like my picture I say nobody I do it myself I just try playing learning yourself I like to learn things myself yeah. to see how to develop find new things and sometimes it works and it doesn't work, but it's always fun. I think uh, our job has to be fun. And as long as you have fun in your job, uh, you're going to, to learn new ways, always. And, and it's like, a little bit has to be my guy. And, and, but still, I think, I think uh, back, back when you graduated, the, the world was a very different place because now when I when I graduated one one year later I think the dentistry thing on Instagram became really really big and uh, that was my first moment for me it was the first moment that I that I got really inspired in dentistry that I saw all the um, adhesive dentistry the uh, even rubber dam we didn't really do rubber dam on university um, and all the biomimetic dentistry I think where did you where did you saw like the the, the great uh, dental work in the field of uh, oral implantology for me i had uh, two uh, eye openers that i think that's what you mean my eye openers was once uh, i was with Javier uh, tapia he gave a lecture about photography and he learned me how to use a camera and a second one was a sidai congress in belgium to Dr. clavicio Victor, now a good friend of mine, gave a lecture. Nobody knew it. It was back in 2016. Everything was together with the live surgery with Eric. And uh, first who came in was Paulo Cano. The, the, explained everything in Portuguese and it was a very bad traducer. So nobody in the room didn't understand anything what Paulo Cano, the really big name, was explaining. Nobody understand his skin design. I was lucky I know him, but okay. And after that, a little guy, Victor Clavijo, come on the stage and he started his presentation. We were 1000 people, Belgian people. We are not the warmest people in the world. We are not the guys who give a lot of credit to someone else. He gave a 45 minute lectures. I never saw a lecture like this. I was sitting in the audience was, what did I'm looking at? What it was the cleanest, best explained, most beautiful presentation I ever saw. And at that moment I say, I want to, I want to do the same. How can I reach that level? To give an idea, 
when he finished this lecture after 45 minutes, 1,000 Belgian people in the room stand up and give a standing ovation to Victor Clavijo. For the first time, I, I never saw again a Belgian dentist standing up and giving a standing ovation, except that presentation. It was, all, it was amazing. And then I learned Victor, I know Gustavo, and when I see my friends doing things, it was not even on Instagram, it's, it's when I see them doing things, when I see Florin doing things, I say, damn, these guys are so good, I want to reach that level. Maybe I never can reach that level, but at least I want to try to reach that level because they are so amazing. They do so many things and I try to, to clamp to them and uh, try to do the same or at least try to document the same as them. And uh, I think they are very, we are motivating each other. So yeah. when Gustavo asked me something, it's more not so much on Instagram itself, but more by my friends now, thanks to Eric, that I see what these guys can do. That I say, Oof. I also want to do that. That's, that's the dentistry now. And uh, I think, I don't know if it's for the Netherlands, but at least in Belgium, and even Belgium dentists think the Belgium dentists are the best of the world. I can say one thing, the best of the world are or Eastern Europe or Brazilian. These guys now today, they, they, these guys will manage dentistry in the future. Not anymore Europe, I think. So we mm -hmm. just have to try like you, we have to try to, to, to keep their level, to keep the level of Europe high. And let's just say it that way. But these guys are just awesome. Yeah. And they are motivating me. Yeah. And, and, so, and how, what is the reason do you think that, that they are excelling in Eastern Europe and Brazil that much? Because it, it's, it's also a thing that I see uh, everywhere, also on, on the social media. Um, why is that? Why? Because I don't know in Belgium, and in the Netherlands, if you are you are good, very good, extremely good, or a little bit bad, you have always work, you will always earn a lot of money. If you are in Brazil, I think 15 to 20% of dentists worldwide are in Brazil. So there they have to fight for the patient and all the patients want to have aesthetics and you have to excellate in, the, in, in your job to have the good patients to earn money. Because yeah. in Brazil, you can have for, for example, five euros a filling or for 500 euros a filling. And every dentist try to reach the higher levels. And the same for Eastern Europe. They have to, it's a little bit like, this, like the guys in sport. So if you are good and you earn well, why you want to excellence? They want to, because they want to be recognized and end up in the higher society. Yeah. It's my idea, it's like what I'm seeing it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think uh, yeah, and, and also I don't know. I, I of course I'm also working in Belgium now for for um, uh, for eight months, eight eight or nine months, um, and but what I also notice in the Netherlands a lot of is that you're yeah. Of, obviously, we have very bad reputation as as a dentist, and if we want to ask more. Um, or if we if we would drive a nice car, or you will immediately get like um, um, uh, commentary, and um, and um, I think that's yeah, people don't don't want dentists to earn a lot of money because they're healthcare um, uh, providers. I think it's not something Maybe. to you you should get rich. Uh, or you should get a lot of money from. I think 
that's that's also that are those are also arguments that I sometimes hear like um, in a lot of parts in the world you people are happy for you when you when you have a lot of success and and um, and at least in the Netherlands sometimes it's like well if you if you earn that that much of money you should ask less money of your patients because you're too rich uh, yes yeah, true it's always the same eh? you, yeah. yeah it's always a little bit jealousy and yeah, uh, yeah. i think in the in, in the other countries it's less it's more they are more bling bling than us yeah yeah, yeah. so so what you get is that only the the super passionate uh, dentists will um, will try to excel and um, mm -hmm. and um, and those are i think the, the those are just a few just some just a few <laughs> Yeah, I, I see a lot of young guys also eager. They also want to be travel a lot. They travel yeah. a lot. Now I know that for for example in Florin's office in Timisoara, two guys from Moldavia is, are coming now. But these guys work like crazy. They were just bounding crowns. I was calling Florin. They were bonding at 10 p.m. still working. So they are so I don't know. I don't know from where it's coming. It's I think it's more about they, they didn't have very well in the past and want to do better than their parents. I don't know. It's different. It's another yeah. another approach of, of living, I think. Yeah. I don't say it's better or worse, it's just a constatation that I see a lot of the Eastern Europe and Brazilian guys coming and want really want to become famous. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's that's the of course you see also a lot of stupid things on Instagram. Of course, I think we, yeah, I think we can agree that we see really bad things also. So, social media, yes, for me, the same as social media. It just started for me one year ago. I started a little bit before I met you the first time, yeah. But for me, it was something new, uh, so, yeah. Social media, I think, is going to be more and more important, yeah. I think so too, and um. Right, and to and to go a little bit uh, back, David, when when did you when did you decide um, to become a dentist, and who inspired you? Uh, <laughs> who inspired you're never you? going to be, you're never going to believe me. I was six years old. Really? So there was no plan B. It was dentistry from uh, from the start. My first time I would my first thing I would want to become was cooking the space. Cook in a space. So, yeah, I want to be a master chef in, a sp in space. <laughs> I was four or five years. And afterward, at the age of six, I don't know why, I want to become a dentist. Until, until you were going to Till study. now. Yes, always. It was always dentist. Even even in school, in high school, they said you never, uh, you know, even in primary school, they said you are not smart enough to do a regular school. You have to go to technical school. I don't know what the names in Netherlands. My parents said, I'm not only going to try. I went to high school, but I did, never had very high uh, degree. Or not bad, not good. It was just standard. Uh, at the end of the high school, they said, you dentist never, never, never will be dentist. It's impossible. It's too difficult for you. I said, we will see. I tried. Never had any problems. I had better points or better degrees in dentist school than in uh, high school or the first grade well that's that's funny because that was the same for me on on um, yeah. on the high school day um, no i think in i think um in uh, i think even in elementary school i i was told like you're not going to do um um yeah you're also 
probably going to do a technical kind of school. Mm. And um, I, I know that friends of uh, friends who, who were better uh, at elementary school uh, and who ended up on, yeah, uh, who ended up in the technical like school and um, and and also my parents just just said well just try it and um, and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but then then the high school went went um, okay not not super not, not super <laughs> great but then on university everything went a little bit better but I think um, I'm a, like. I'm a late bloomer. Is is that correct to say same. in English? Yeah, for me, the same, the same. Yes. Yeah. The same for me. So the same. And it's something uh, very. And one of my old first dentists while working in the office, he said always something and never forget it. He always said, "You are not. A, you're never. You're not a good dentist. You become a good dentist. It's not by nature that you're a good dentist. It takes five years before you know everything, and you just have to do your best the first five years, and afterwards." Then you, after five years, you can say you're a good one or not because then you see your own problems again. And it takes the first five years after graduation before you know that you, because you are not by de facto good dentist, yeah. you have to become it. And I saw it because I was, I, when you do a prosthetic degree, four years, you see a lot of students. And sometimes I saw students, dentistry last year, say, this one is a bad guy. It's really not a good one. It's, it's going to be an awful dentist. And I know him, it's a good friend of mine. One of the best dentists I know. At least in the last year of dentistry, he was really a bad one. And in the other side, sometimes you have a dentist who say a very good student. Five years later, you say, what is he doing? He has better to stop dentistry. So yeah. it takes time. It's all depending on what you feel in your heart, if you want to do your job correct or not, if you want yeah. to help patients. And also, it's very, something I always like to say also, it's money, it's not a purpose it's something follows from something you do. You cannot have a purpose to earn money. That's a bad purpose. If the purpose is to earn money, you don't have to do dentistry. Try no, to sell cars. So the, 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 the earning money is a consequence. It's not, a, it's not something that you want to reach. No, and no, I think all, the, and all these guys in, the, in the Romania or Brazil, they all want to do good dentistry. And money is something, a consequence of his work. It's always a consequence. Yeah, and I think I think maybe, of course, in our in our countries, it's very easy to earn a lot of money from the start. So why why excel? Why? Yeah. Why do I have to work hard? Why do I have to do it better? Why? Patient, yeah. they don't know. Exactly. Patient and, and earn less money because that's that's um, at least in in the uh, at least in the and I think also for implantology, but at least for adhesive dentistry and at least in the Netherlands. Uh, if you take more time, you will you will earn less money. And, the uh, same everywhere. Yeah, and uh, and if you if you also been been uh, given the question uh, why why are you doing this, uh, David? Why are you not just working like a machine? <laughs> why are you constantly developing new things? Why are you yeah why? For, to do better treatments and to have fun. It's always about fun. Yeah. You have to have fun exactly. in your life. If you always do the same, it's why a lot of dentists, and you see it, especially with my friend, Kai Stanley from the US, uh, talking about, a lot about uh, mental problems and illness for dentists. And to us, they'd also have the uh, little bit of the light side and dark side of dentistry. He said also, you have to have happy, I don't know for Netherlands, but in Belgium, number one in uh, the professions to, to take uh, 
um, suicide is dentistry because yeah. I think they, they, you are not happy with your job and you know that your job is crappy so you don't have any fun in your job and you're always doing the same and patients are complaining and blah 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 so if you don't have fun do something else yeah and if you if you start um, and I also if you start yeah if you have your own clinic too maybe too early and and um, if you if you if, if money was your primary um, primary drive then at some point you point you cannot go back right you you know you have high Impossible. high costs you have to earn a lot of money um, you cannot switch back to uh, or doing other kind of dentistry I think it's very difficult to change your kind of dentistry because it's not in you you know what I mean you can try but it's going to it's very very difficult to change your habits yeah uh, yeah it's very difficult to change your habits. If you are used to, you always use a rubber dam. Try to not using one tomorrow. You will not do it. It's, it's too difficult. It's, it's the same for me, like a guy that always do guided surgery. If tomorrow I don't have the guy, it's, it feels, it's not an issue. It's, you can do it, but it feels yeah. strange. Yeah. So it's not something that you like. You, you, you lose your comfort zone. And um, also trying to new things. It's also always nice. I love who likes to go outside my comfort zone. Someone who, who likes to go outside. Um, for the best best example is lecturing. Normally, when I was in high school, giving some uh, lecturing for the class about a topic, whatever, general bill or something like that, I hated. I hated. It was awful. I said, "Wow, <laughs> so stressy." I didn't really don't like it, and now I'm enjoying it. So, yeah, it's, it's all depending because if you don't like it, you can say, "I never want to do it," and I pushed myself to lecture. Because yeah. I wanted to do it. And the first time I did it, it was oh, awful. I was not happy because I took the presentation of a friend because I had to jump in for him. I really liked it. Second one was better. And I said to myself, it's next lecture. It's not good. I stopped lecturing. I'm talking about 15 years ago. And that last lecture went very was good. So I continue lecturing. And that's something I really like because if you lecture, you have to do cases. And if you do cases, you have fun and if you do fun you try to do the best for the patient and it's why i like to take pictures and everything is together i like to work but i like to take pictures for the presentations but if i don't do presentation why would i do something new so it's yeah a circle it keeps you keeps you motivated yes yes and you see much more on pictures if you take a picture and you, you put in you do a case that's a nice case you take your picture you're looking at it and you're looking say oh that's not perfect. That's not <laughs> exactly. perfect. It could be better. And then you go to a lecture and you are so picky on your pictures. Then you see a picture of one of the big guys. You say, yes, but the picture there, it's not perfect. That's not perfect. So sometimes you are too focused. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I, I remember the first time when I bought a camera and I, I, I did a course in England by Thomas Ta, a prosthodontist who does amazing uh, composite restorations and i bought my my own camera as well and i started taking pictures of my cases and it was <laughs> awful i never i, I had just mag a magnification of 2.8 i think so i could see a little better than with bare eyes but but still and then i took the pictures and i thought <laughs> am i ever going to make nice nice restorations and then i then I started the Instagram account uh, just to keep myself to to like to to um, 
to um, uh, motivate motivate myself myself to get better. Like if I do every if I take pictures of every case and I want to be able to post any case, then I should do a better job. And and then I started doing treatments as if I was going to to post them or to present them. And then and then I then I kept getting getting a little better every every time. And um, and I also never liked um, doing presentations. Never, never on high school. Never, never at the university. And um, <laughs> and now I did the first lecture in Ibiza. Oh, really? It was very really good. Fun. <laughs> uh, it's fun. Uh, you see, I'm almost the same. The same story. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And um, to um, well, I think I think this has been a really nice conversation, David. I um, I just want to ask you one more question. If yes. we're talking about career now and. Um, and we've talked through a lot of things, um, especially some nice things in the last minute. What would you advise any young dentist who just graduated? Um, what what could your biggest advice be? The, the best advice I can say is put energy into yourself. Put energy into your own education and that's the best, uh, best investment you can do. Learn, learn, learn. Go looking, go everywhere. Go to look to you, to how do you do composite, travel, go to have, to have a look to the very big guys, learn, learn, learn. Best advice. As much as you can. The first five years, you don't have to earn money. Just try to learn. And everything, for example, myself, I did six years of university after graduation. I had almost no, in Liege, I had to pay. In Leuven, we received 60% of a full-timer. So it was about 1500 euros. So, but that experience gave me much more satisfaction in my job. And maybe I earned much more money now than I would have earned if I didn't have done these six years. So it's for me, it's learning yourself, training yourself. That's the best thing I can say. Thank you, David. Thank you uh, for this uh, Thank you. wonderful piece of advice. And thanks again <laughs> for, uh, for, um, um, your participation in, in this podcast and um, my pleasure and uh, we are very proud of it and uh, and i i hope for a nice collaboration and i hope to talk to you soon and to uh, to be able to show some of your amazing work uh, somewhere in the near future on the platform i would be more than happy to do that thank you very much thank you david bye bye, -bye.